Thanks for tuning in to Generation Orange Audio Podcast Edition. This is our fourth season doing the vlogcast and our second doing the podcast version. If you didn't know, our vlogcast airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash generationorange every Wednesday from 7.30pm to 9pm Central. If you can't catch our live show, we get it and we understand. We upload our recordings to YouTube and you can search YouTube for Generation Orange to find our previous shows there. And if you only have time to listen, say on your drive to work while driving your kids to school, or even on your way to or from the latest Dynamo or Dash match, Hold It Down H-Town, you can catch our audio-only edition on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube Music, among other podcast platforms. Real quick before we shift over to the show, can you do us a huge favor and wait a few extra seconds for the ad? It helps out the show and creates opportunities for us to grow. Thanks for tuning in. Now on to the ad, and then right after that, the episode. What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Guys, welcome to Generation Orange Weekly on Wednesday evenings at 7.30 to 9 o'clock Central Time. Vlogcast is what I'm calling it now. <laughs> to figure out a name for it. Uh, you know, as most of you know, we also do an audio podcast version, uh, usually the day following, up on Anchor.fm, or you can hit it on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And also, we keep the video on demand available up on YouTube if you want the link for that, hit me up in chat. Happy to share that as well. Uh, I am co-host Sean Ringrose, and joining me as co-host as pretty much always. Mark Segovia, man. Guys, what's going on, man? Excited today, man. A lot of news going on with the Dynamo. Um, you know, not, not all the time do we get this blessed to be mentioned globally in the soccerverse. But, you know, here we are. The time to be alive. You know, it's a it's a new feel as a Dynamo fan. Uh, sorry, Houston Dynamo FC fan. That's right, we pronounce it properly here. Uh, it's a new feel to be a fan of this club right now where, you know, we were just talking in chat. If you joined us late or are joining us late, you may have missed some of the chat. But uh, for real, guys, it is incredible to be linked with a player. We'll get to it later. But linked with a player who played in Champions League. And I'm not talking CONCACAF Champions League. I'm talking UEFA Champions League today uh, being scouted, as it were. Uh, but I've got some information for you. Thanks to a couple of sources confirming some stuff, I can tell you that... Uh, yeah, let's stay tuned for it. <laughs> That's how we play up in here. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta tease them a little bit before you give them the whole, you know, the whole shebang. That's, That's right, good, man. You That's, know, That's right. Was... Hey, hey, Finn. When you get to watch this back later, that is some serious advice for dating right there. You don't you give go. them the you whole know. shebang out of the gate, baby. You gotta slow play that a little bit. You can't scare them off. The, you can't scare them off off the bat, man. Come on. So, but no, guys. I mean, obviously, you know, it's. Exciting times in the Dynamo, you know, obviously, like I stated earlier, you know, not only with uh, being linked to players who are known globally around the soccer universe, but I mean, just just in general, you know, with the with the upgrades in the stadium, the new the new management team, the new owner, you know, them coming through with what they said they were going to what 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 with them coming through with what they said they were going to do. Sorry about that. Um, and it's just great. I mean, you know, we lived in what seven eight years of. Of dreadfulness, you know, 
now to be kind of climbing out of that hole it feels good to see a little sunlight outside you know and and it's and it feels feels good to wear the to wear the dynamo gear dynamo fc gear you know um so you know i'm looking forward to what the season has to has to has to bring new hope new beginnings and we'll see what happens man let me ask you a question mark uh, what are we talking about today <laughs> oh man you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, you know, something is something with H. Houston. I'm feeling the H's today. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm feeling the H's. I'm, 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 feeling, I'm feeling the H too, man. You know, you know. Throw up your H if you know, know what I'm talking about. Throw up the H. And if you're feeling one H, you know what's what's better than one H? Two H's. So I mean, you know, obviously, <laughs> you know, you, you you stated it earlier. You know, the Dynamo got a little bit of a shout out during the UEFA Champions League, you know, soccer match. Between two giants in the soccer world, Atletico Madrid and Manchester United, which is in a one-one tie, but who cares? They mentioned the Dynamo, and <laughs> why did they why did they mention the Dynamo? Because you know, obviously, we're being linked with one. <laughs> Shout out Triple H as well. <laughs> hey, if you um, want to play the game, you got to beat the game, baby. Is what I'm saying. There you go. There you go. But obviously, I was being linked to one Hector Herrera. But before we get to all that. Poll question of the day. Yes, sir. We do. We got. I, I made. I, I got it up on time. I'm proud. I am proud of you because when I saw it go feet. up, I went. Okay. To be fair, it's an easy poll question, but that was good. I applaud you, sir. I got. We got it up early. <laughs> so, anyways, the poll question, obviously, you know, Hector Herrera is linked with a move to our Dynamo. Who? Who say louder? I couldn't hear you. Sorry, you, you mumbled that one. Hector Herrera. Thank you very much. Is linked with the move to our Dynamo FC. Are you for the move? Never would have thought I would see the day. I really, honestly, never thought I would see the day. There, there was a time two years ago when you know being linked with a player. If it was anybody outside of you know a a twenty-two-year-old has been or has been like uh, you know Philippe Cinderos, a player like that, or a twenty-two-year-old. Uh, you know, like a, a Tomas Martinez or a uh, a, a, a Baha Bahamich, uh, you know, being linked with a player like that. It, it, it I seriously, I there, I had <laughs> I had no reason to believe that better times were ahead, and and here we are, two years later, and and I am I am thrilled to say that uh, yeah, that th- there's you know th- there's definite pursuit, but I, I want to. I want to clarify something. What was the question you asked for the poll again? Are you are you for this move or not really? And let me well, give you the well let's talk first. about the move first before you talk me, about the let poll. Me, let me give you the results first. Oh, give me the give me the results. No, because I mean, you know, not not everybody's one hundred percent on board. Well, that I mean, and know, that's, that's fair. That that's fair. That's always fair. You know, that's I fair. mean, obviously, so ninety three percent of the vote are are for. Well, eighty four people voted on the poll. That's pretty solid. You, Holy crap. That is pretty solid. <laughs> wow. 83% of you are for it. You're excited. Y'all have comments like, obviously, you know, great, great brand exposure for the Dynamo is going to fill up the seats. Uh, kit sales, you know, brings a bit uh, a winning mentality to the team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But 7% of you out there said you're not really all that too happy with it. And that's fair. Like I said, I mean, you know, he is another player. I mean, you know, and, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're bringing him on because of what he's done, what he's capable of doing, and what he might do. Now, does that mean he's going to do the same thing when he gets here? If he gets here, we don't know. 
But that's what we're hoping for as fans, right? So obviously, you know, 93% of you are very excited about this ha happening if it does happen. And 7% of you are a bit, uh, I'll wait to see what he does on the actual pitch when he gets here. I think that's important, the, the when he gets here part, because I, I don't think it's a given as much as, as it's been talked about that they're trying to get him signed before the season begins. I don't think it's a given that he's a player that is going to be here to start the season. Uh, I, I do genuinely believe that this is going to get over the line. I have every reason to believe that based off reports I've heard, sources uh, that I've talked to. Uh, I, I believe this is going to be a player that will be in, in Dynamo Orange before the end of the season. Now, with that being said, I genuinely do not believe we're looking at Hector Herrera as a Dynamo player uh, before the summer transfer window opens uh, this year. And the only reason I say that is uh, I don't believe that there is, has been a reported transfer fee yet. Uh, and then I've also had it confirmed that the Dynamo, even though uh, you know Pat is out there right now, uh, you know in in Europe uh, trying to sign him. Uh, and making a concerted effort to do so, uh, he is not there trying to sign him for the beginning of the season. So, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, he's not, that's fair. He's not going to be well, here by Sunday for sure. Uh, hold on, let's, 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 keep, let's make this clear. Obviously, if, if somehow the Dynamo do, do get the opportunity to sign Hector Herrera, because we also got to keep in mind, he is a wanted player by a lot of other clubs, especially European clubs and big, big clubs pretty much. You know, so, you know, if we happen to do sign him, obviously we, we should expect him to maybe play his first game somewhere in late June, early July. Yes, sir. You know, obviously, you know, to give him a little time off from the La Liga because the La Liga season ends in May. And then depending on how Atletico Madrid, you know, c continues to proceed in the Champions League, because if they do somehow make it to the final, you know, uh, the final to Champions League, Champions League tournament is late May. So, Obviously, you have to give him a little bit of time off, you know, to kind of recuperate from all that. And which, you know, obviously given whatever. But if if the Dynamo do, in fact, sign Hector Herrera, I wouldn't expect them to be on the pitch playing for us until late June, early July at the earliest. I have a question and I'm going to drop a poll question in chat right now. I want you to tell me, chat, uh, would you rather Hector Herrera, if he's coming in late June, early July, would you rather have him get matches before the Texas Derby if he were to debut at the Texas, you know, not debut, but if he were to if he were to be available for the Texas Derby, either the Austin or the or the Frisco match uh, in July? Uh, would you rather him get a couple of matches with the Dynamo first or would you rather have his debut be here at home against Frisco or or? Uh, Austin in, in July. I think one of those is an away match, but either way, which would which uh, would you prefer? And, and Mark, I'll toss it to you. Well, let, let me just correct you on that. The the the, the home match against against FC Dallas is at indeed at home, and then the first game and the Austin is away. Correct, away in July. Yeah, like twelve, I believe. Yeah, uh, you know, well, you know, uh, look. To be honest, I mean, would it would it be nice to see him play against FC Dallas in late June? Sure, it'd be great. I mean, whatever. It doesn't like to me. It doesn't matter. To me, I want him to be rested, ready to go, and, and understand the objective. And by that time, you know, the Dynamo would have had probably somewhere in the neighborhood of between ten and eleven games played by that time. You know, and hopefully, you know, we're doing well. We're not, you know, kind of sucking. And if that's the case, you know, then you know, I want to make sure that he's ready to go. And re and ready to start, you know, because that's what you brought him in for. That's what you're going to pay him the big bucks for. That's why he's going to be the highest paid player ever in Dynamo history for. So you want that guy to be ready and ready to go. No, no, no setbacks or no, 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 nothing like that. 
I think uh, Julio, a.k.a. Lava Spike Jones, says it best. It would be cool for him to get some games in before the Frisco match. But can you imagine PNC if his debut is versus Frisco at home? That would be a madhouse. Here's the thing. You know, we've talked about this, uh, you know, in previous seasons, in previous years, in previous episodes. But the one thing that the Dynamo have lacked for the longest time is a true uh, player whose name and whose uh, established uh, capabilities uh, and, and quality move the needle. They 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 are a, a player who moves ticket sales, right? Uh, and, and there is no doubt that you know, love him or hate him, you're going to go to a Dynamo match at some point because he is playing for the team. Period. Sure. End of the story, you know, right? Yeah, and you know what I'm wondering, honestly, I want you know if the Dynamo do sign him. I wonder if he's going to get an introduction, like like you know, like they do for players that that signed to Barcelona and stuff like that, where you get the supporters and and one side of the pitch and they just introduce him, lift up the jersey, whatever, and then they open a store up to hundreds and th- hundreds of thousands of of Herrera number sixteen Dynamo kits ready to sell or fresh off the presses. I mean, that's what we needed. I mean, this this is. This signing right here is it, it's it's huge. Not just because you know it's Hector Herrera, because he's Mexican, whatever. It's the fact that you know the Dynamo are finally moving forward at, to MLS 4.0. You know, um, we're, we're we're finally getting out of the MLS 2.0, 2.5, whatever. Skipping over three, we're not worried about that, and going into 4.0. You know, um, you're bringing name recognition. You're bringing a player who's still who's still in his prime. You're bringing a player who's won who's won trophies in Portugal, who won La Liga title last year with Atlético Madrid, who's competing at the highest level and of European soccer at the moment. You know, and obviously is one of the leaders of the biggest, I mean, the the, the strongest or perceived strongest team in this region of the world in Concacaf, right? So. It's it's very nice to be involved and be linked with a player of that stature, and this is a this, and if it does happen, it's, it'll be a groundbreaking day for the Dynamo franchise, period. So I'm hoping they treat it like that and they do something a huge introduction into introduction uh, to him, you know, where he's unveiled at the pitch, you know, does a, maybe does a little bit of juggling or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever they can come up with over there in the front office. So John, Diana. Ted, Pat, get y'all thinking hats together and figure out a way how to get that man signed. Ha- have him walk him. out with a bat. I'm not even kidding. Have him walk out with a bat yeah. and put the put the or, uh, the or, hold up put or, the Frisco cow uh, in the middle of the goal and just let him go swing at that damn thing. Or <laughs> let, put the cat, put, put, put the El out there and let him and let him shoot Ooh. that thing off. Now there's an idea. I mean, his, his technically he he doesn't have to debut immediately if he needs a short short rest you know let's say a match or two after everything that happens with atleti right so if he does come over and and he needs a short rest then you could debut him as the the, you know it it doesn't have to again you don't have to bring him out at the frisco matches that could be his first official match but you know before that if you want to introduce him you introduce him during during a match and let him fire off the cannon holy that would be huge uh for for sure like like i said i mean look when you sign a player of this caliber, not only does it do do well for the for the for the franchise as far as playing wise, or up in the level playing wise, but it does wonders for your marketing team and opportunities and what you're able to oh, do. Oh yeah, like I said, I just rambled off a couple of ideas right now, and that's just me, little old me sitting here in front of my laptop talking to you and the and the guys on chat. You know, not think about the people who actually get paid for this and what ideas they might come up with. 
you know, and what they're able to do with, with whatever resources Ted gives them or what, or, or, you know, and all that it's, it's, it's great. It's great to have that kind of energy flowing in Houston for soccer, you know, um, like I said, you know, I, I think, I think we talked about, well, I don't know. I know we didn't talk about it, but on the discord for the surge, you know, that I'm on, I know somebody mentioned about, man, imagine a packed stadium with nothing but Herrera jerseys on, you know, and that would be great. Let let them be dynamo jerseys, though. I don't want to see too much green out there. But, you know, it'll be great. You know, it'll be great to have the dynamo, a dynamo kit up there in the top selling kits of MLS, you know, and things like that. Not that not that it really matters or do, or do I care about that kind of stuff? No, not really. I don't care. I want the dynamo to win. That's that's first and foremost. That's one, two, three, four, five before I get to anything else. Sure. You know, but like I said, those other caveats are great to have you know the, the little topping on the cake the little icing on the cake that's great to have too so you know yeah you know and, and i think that's one of the the probably lesser appreciated aspects of, of a move like this right of a, of a signing of this caliber uh is the opportunities to bring in entities from outside the organization uh, you know, that are going to be interested in the in the possibility of having someone of that level, someone of that name recognition, someone of that visibility, uh, you know, in, in terms of, of, you know, let's call them what they are, sponsorship opportunities. If I'm a potential sponsor, oh, yeah. I want Hector Herrera wearing, you know, wear, wearing something with my, you know, logo or my name, brand name on it. I want Hector Herrera, you know, talking about my brand. Uh, you know, and, and you just don't get those opportunities as great as Darwin Seren was a couple of seasons ago. He's not going to generate that level of uh, of appreciation from from potential business sponsors, um, you, you know, and, and, and the same goes for for a, a number of players on the current roster. Um, it, it's just it is amazing to me at what a player of this level, uh, what doors this kind of player can open for you. And the other thing is, if you get a player like this to come here, you are now opening the door for more players, you know, maybe not this exact same level, maybe not this exact same, you know, specific situation, but other players that, that are, you know, Mexican national team players that know Hector Herrera. If he comes here and he enjoys his time here, oh, you better well damn believe he's calling him up on the phone saying, hey, I know your contract's getting ready to end. I know that the Dynamo would be interested. Guess what? Suddenly you got an in on players that you never thought you would have had a chance at. Look, man, let's let's be let's be realistic. Look, man, I love Houston. Love Houston to the bottom. bottom never the been bottom a destination. H H Town, you know. But look, it's it to me. Look, Houston is on a come up as far as a, a global city. Not, a sleeping giant, if you will. It is. It, it it really is. It really is. I mean, obviously, you know, we're energy capital. You know, the medical centers, all this, all that, all that stuff is great and nice. But I'm talking about attractions. You know facilities you know the fact that we get recognized and then if you know on top of that you know being being a part of this world cup bid and if we get to land one of those bids and be a host city for for a couple world cup games that's huge i mean you know we always show up the thing about houston is regardless of what happens anytime a major global event happens here houston shows out and houston is growing they're growing they're growing in infrastructure they're growing in in businesses they're growing in attractions and all that good attractions and the other attractions you know that the nightlife attraction you know it's one of the things that houston is best known for and that's and that's a plus trust me as an athlete man athletes want to be out here and have fun they want to be in a place where they can have fun that's why that's why miami is considered such a huge destination la exactly you know everybody you know like look everybody says you know houston fans are 
bandwagon fans and all that, which might be true, but the same thing goes for places like Miami. You know, same thing goes for places like like Vegas. I mean, you know, I mean these 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 cities are cities that people come in and out of. People migrate from other places who are already loyal to other teams, and they come in here. I mean, we can't help we can't help who comes into our city. I mean, but all we can do is if if we're provided a winning franchise, a winning culture, something that we can stand behind. I know Houston will show out. It doesn't matter. I made an exam. I made an example earlier about the the Roughnecks. I mean, you know, the XFL Roughnecks, the the little the little football league that's, that that got destroyed by COVID. Dude, those guys. Nobody knew what to expect. In those five games, I, I, I promise you, Sean, I, I could not go anywhere without seeing no Roughnecks gear. Five games. Yep, yep. Because of the style of play, it was exciting to go to. It was something new. They were winning. And, you know, and, and people were just – when people have pride in their in their hearts for their city and for their team, they're willing to go out there and show it. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just look at the comments in chat. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Uh, talking about, you know, the, the, the sponsorship opportunities, Kroger, HEB, I think HEB is probably the bigger of the two in this area, specifically meat markets. Here we come casinos in Galveston, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, you know what? Also, I'm sorry to cut you no, off. You're good. Sean. You're good. You're good. But but you know, it, it brings other opportunities. You know, it brings more exhibition games. You know, maybe instead of instead of having Club America versus Monterrey or more versus Tigres here, we can have Dynamo versus versus Monterrey, or we can have Dynamo versus Atletico Madrid. Maybe that's part of the you know part of the some, some you know, dude. Imagine Atletico Madrid coming over here with the team that they have. You know, coming to coming to PNC or maybe even playing an an, an NRG for that for a friendly game. Know, that would be exciting. I mean, imagine. Remember the hype that we had for that charity club game that against Man City that never happened. You no, know, I mean Atletico Madrid might not have the same aura as Man City, but they 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 most certainly do have the players. You got Luis Suarez, you got Joao Felix, you got uh, well I mean, Suarez Ferreira, for a know, little bit longer. <laughs> well, you know who, know who knows what happens. You know who knows what happens. Just saying. Who knows who knows who they who they buy. You know. Yeah. So you know it's it's something that. Possibilities, doors open, a lot of doors open. Yeah, you know that's that. Like I said, I mean that's the underappreciated thing. And 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 to your point, it's not just sponsorships. I mean that that's kind of the the thing that I think we we as fans tend to see most. But you know there are other opportunities that just present themselves. And the other thing is Hector Herrera is the type of person that uh, you know personality that you can stick out there in in in. in you know, other other places, other big events that are not soccer related, rodeo, et cetera, uh, you know, rodeo Rockets games. Not that many people are attending them right now, but, you know, Rockets games, Texans games, um, you know, the other other events, concerts, you know, Tejano concerts, because I know there's plenty of those, although I don't go to any, obviously. Um, but, you know, there's plenty of opportunities uh, you know, the World Cup bit. I mean, how great would that be if Hector Herrera were to, to make a statement or, you know, be visible for the World Cup bit as well on top of everything else? Uh, but, you know, being having him in a position where, you know, people that maybe have 
and, and to be fair, we know that there are people in this city that have no idea that the Houston Dynamo even exists. Wait, we have a professional soccer team? When did that happen? Um, you know, and, and so a player of that level of of that name carries a weight with them and you know, if he's popping up in places like that, like like I said, sporting events and other big events around around the city, you know, and it doesn't have to be constantly, but just every once in a while, like you said, taking in the entertainment that's here. I mean, it's going to get noticed. It's going to get people that normally wouldn't give the Dynamo a second look to give the Dynamo a second look. And suddenly we're in a different situation. Casuals are returning back to watching the matches. You know, the diehards are obviously there because they're excited about that. But on top of everything else that's going on. Uh, and, you know, and you're going to get you're going to get people that that were not into soccer into soccer again, uh, and, and so it's just a very exciting opportunity. Uh, and like I said, all signs right now are pointing to this is going to happen. Uh, and, and to Mark's point, it is looking to be a summer signing, probably around a July debut. And to the earlier point, the earlier question, it would be on a free transfer. We would not be paying a transfer fee, but the reported $4 million per year salary is a pretty large salary, but for a player of his caliber, absolutely warranted, even if you just consider the opportunities and doors that he's going to open for you here in uh, stateside and especially here in Houston. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, look, I mean, we look at $4 million salary like, man, because, I mean, we, we barely – a couple of million dollars salaries not too long ago, you know, with people like Mauro Manotas, you know, uh, Darwin Quintero and, and things like that, right? So four million is like, wow, but I mean, dude, like if we are able to get Hector Herrera, which is one, let, let's, let's just be real, he's one of the, the best Mexican players at the moment right now for four million, that's a, that's a bargain, especially with everything that he's going to bring with him, you know, and four million, I think that's that I, that might be in top. That's top twenty in MLS, maybe top fifteen. You know, if I, if I haven't haven't really looked at the numbers, but I know for sure it's not top ten. I mean, shit. You have Chicharito, you have Vela, you have you know Huayin, you have other players that are making seven, six, six, seven, eight million dollars. Shakiri you know, right now, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Shakir, Shakiri and Insignia when he comes in, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, and then uh, so, uh and, and then uh, Balotti if he comes in, you know, whatever. Yeah, obviously he's gonna make a lot. So you're talking about a player who's gonna bring so much to you, mark marketing wise and on the pitch, four million, dude. That's that's a slam dunk deal to me. Like I said, the only the only way I don't see this happening, to be honest, is if his ambitions are still to be in Europe. And you know, obviously, there's rumors of clubs like Roma, uh, um, um, uh, Valencia. You know, uh, some Premier League clubs circling around him. But you know, unless unless something like that happens, then you know, I, I don't see why Ed nor Pat could close the door on this. You know, I, I feel like salary, uh, salary shouldn't be the reason why. This deal doesn't get happened. No, no, he he's uh, he's. I guarantee you, he's looked at that salary and said, "Yep, I'm down for that." Uh, but I also feel like you know, Pat being there has, has one other real big advantage. Uh, it, it shows determination and it shows appreciation. Uh, you are putting forward a front, and, and and Pat again. Pat had how many slides that he presented that sold him as the the GM for the Dynamo? And frankly, let's be real. Take a step back. Look at how much this team has changed in just a very short period of time. Pat knows what the hell he is doing when it comes to building a team uh, and, and kind of having to rebuild the foundation of a team, you know, in, in a way. But I, I think the most important thing is, you know, with Pat there, he's having a chance to sell his vision for what he's trying to do. And if he can sell it and sell it to Hector, I, I mean, let's be frank and let's be real here. If Hector buys in, Hector Herrera buys into that vision, then he's here. 
He's not just going to be here to collect a paycheck. He is here to make a change in this organization. I mean, and when you bring a player like that, I mean, obviously, you know, he wants to make sure that if if, if the project uh, if the project is to his liking, and he comes here and he sees the the franchise and that project moving towards the right direction, like he like he's been sold on by Pat and Ted's uh, presentation or whoever whoever was involved in that meeting, then that's great. That makes him happy. Then that makes him want to involve other people that he knows, other players that he absolutely. Knows. Because you know, obviously, he's trying to achieve whatever he's trying to achieve. Look, let's not get let's not get it twisted, man. All these players that come in, you know, the, the Ibrahimovic's, uh, the Beckham's, the Kaká's, you know, the Terry on here, on Reese, you know, during their time period when they were coming in, when MLS was supposedly a retirement league stuff like that, those players come here, they still want to be winning. They still want to win. They, it's not just about the check. These these guys are global superstars, known all around the world by by one name. You know, the Slatons, the Kakas, the Beckhams, the TT Henri's, you know, these people are known by one name or nicknames. They don't need no more in things, but they still have that competitive spirit and they still want to win championships no matter where they're playing at. They can be playing Japan, Australia, China, doesn't matter. They want to lift up trophies because you know what? It brings more prestige to their name once their playing days are over. Yeah, and, and you know, to be fair, it opens up doors for them as well. You know, George George Benson's a name that I've been considering and wondering myself if it couldn't open a door for that player uh, in Guardado. Uh, I mean, can uh, you just imagine Guardado? I know that right now he's not an option, but that's not to say in two to three uh, years if Hector's still here, he wouldn't be. Well, look, he he. Well, uh, the reason I say no already because he he actually had a a, a news a new uh, interview earlier this week where he was talking about um, his boyhood club, which is Atlas, and obviously Atlas are on the upswing, the best club in Guadalajara, if you didn't know, mm-hmm. all those Chivas fans out there. Um, but um, but yeah, he wants to go back and play with them. But I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you want you have he has a thought in mind of going back to his boyhood club and playing for them. But I mean, you know, money's tempting, and MLS does provide a a nice lavish style of living, and you know, and he wouldn't be well, he might be bombarded because I mean, obviously, we have a huge Mexican population here in Houston. But uh, but who knows? You know, it's, it, it obviously could be a, a possibility. But you know, but but you also have to look in the fact of maybe younger players of Mexican descent who, who are not getting the time, you know, let's talk about another Betis player, maybe a Diego Lanes, you know, who's not playing at all for Real Betis and he's just wasting away and they need him to be playing because he's one of those crucial players, one of those future players to take him into the future. Once the Guadalajara and the Hector Herreras and are, are, are long gone from the national team. He's one of those players they're looking for to move on and to carry Etri's uh, mantle and push it forward to the next level. How's he going to do that if he's sitting on the bench on, for, for Betis, you know? Let, I mean, the, the kid is 20 years old. Betis can very easily let him go on loan and, you know, and let him play with the Dynamo. If Hector Herrera gets in his ear talking about, hey, why don't you come out here and play? You know, make sure you sharpen your game up before the World Cup or, you know, or afterwards if you're still not getting the opportunity you're looking for or that you were promised. Because, look, let's, 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 let's keep it real. These contracts in soccer, even though they're contracts, the players have the power. When they want to move and they want to go, all they got to say is nothing but a word and their agent gets on the phone and starts making things happen, starts swirling rumors around, starts getting other people about. Vultures start to circle and all that stuff. And then next thing you know, the player's out. Unless, unless your name is Harry Kane, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Diego Yanez is is is, is definitely, uh, you know, and there are other players of that same caliber, quality, you know, build, et cetera, uh, that would be interested as well. And there are players for other national teams that that would potentially be interested at the opportunity to play with a player uh, of the caliber of a Hector Herrera and the chance to, you know, I mean, you look at you look at the players that have been coming into MLS recently and. Bringing in a player like Hector Herrera just opens up the door for so many things. I've already said that, but I'm going to say it again because I think we tend to miss out on just how much, uh, you know, how, how much of an impact and a difference he can make. I, I suspect that the uh, HJ, yeah, he meant HH there, Finn. He he typoed. Uh, yeah, you know, go ahead. And there, look, and there's an, and there's other names. I mean, think about it, man. Look, Mexico's prime, the Mexico's. So-called future number nine, J. Macias, who was the biggest prospect coming out of Mexico since I don't know uh, Guatemala. Uh, no, no, I don't say Guatemala since uh, <laughs> since Chicharito, or maybe Carlos, or maybe even Carlos Vela. You know, he had his opportunity at Getafe on loan, didn't do anything with it, and and he was being rumored to go to go fill in for Alan Pulido with SKC. I mean, dude, I mean, look, these players, even though we think our minds that oh man these players are out of reach no man mls now is in a in a situation in a position where they're able to bring these players in you know these players are actually obtainable now you know i mean you know i'm I, you know obviously there's the, the 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 top echelon of players but you know for those that for this region that are really big names like a jj macias dude that would be huge in this market you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we got Sebastian Fer- Ferrero, who I feel is going to be a beast in this league for the Dynamo, is going to do Huge. big things for the Dynamo. But, but you know, if 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 Paulo or whoever the head coach is, you know, in the, in the future, you know, wants to go with a two-headed monster up front, you know, a player of that caliber is available. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, there's there's other, uh, like you said, there's other names, you know, way more than we've even mentioned here at this point, but... It's just, I mean, think about it. We've just been spent, we've spent 30 minutes talking about Hector Herrera to the Dynamo. And, you know, it, it hasn't technically been, you know, finalized yet or confirmed yet, I guess, at this point, if you want to go there for uh, or that direction. But, I mean, it, it's it's kind of crazy to me that, that we're at this point and, and the season hasn't even kicked off yet, you know, and this is just one player. Uh, you know, in, in Hector Herrera and, and, and it just, you know, I mentioned that it shows a commitment, you know, it shows exactly what Ted Siegel was talking about, that he was going to put, he was going to be willing to put the resources, uh, and provide the resources necessary for the front office that he selects to be successful. And he's done that, you know, if this gets across the line, even if it doesn't, he's shown a willingness to do so. Four million a year is nothing to laugh at. And he's, you know, he's put his seal of approval on four million a year. I mean, that that to me is just incredible. And it shows how far we've come in such a short period of time. But I want to take it back one step. Think about all the things that we had to do first, right? We had to have a first way to get a new owner. We had to get a new GM, new front office, all that. But the other thing that had to happen is we had to have players in positions to support a player like that, to be in, in a the roster had to be built in such a way that that player could be fully utilized. Um, you know, we didn't need to have three or four players or, you know, or even two players at that same position that were already high caliber in MLS or, or young players at that same position that were going to lose out on time because he comes here. Uh, we're in a position where we can actually truly, you know, again, if it is a summer, summer signing, if this does get over the line, 
where we can truly utilize Hector Herrera without hurting our long-term uh, you know, long-term, uh, you know, opportunities with our own young players and, and, and et cetera. You know, it's, it's interesting. You bring that, uh, you bring that up, you know, obviously, um, I, I, I forget, I forget. I want to say, I want to give the right person the credit, but I want to say it was probably G- Georgie on the chat that said, you know, Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It was Finn, uh, who said he, he's, he's, he's the player for right now. And it's, and it's, it's completely true what he's saying. You know, I mean, look, he is is he in the back end of his prime years? Yes, but I mean he's still in his prime. And let's be and let's be realistic again. Think of Mexico the last year and a half. Who's been the best player for Mexico the last year and a half? Hasn't been Chucky Lozano. He's been injured. Raúl Jiménez hasn't been on the pitch because he's had he's been dealing with his head injury. Tecatito hasn't been the Tecatito that you see when he's playing when he was playing with uh, Porto and obviously now with Sevilla. You know, so and Hector Herrera has been the most consistent Mexican player on the Mexican stage with 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 this with this club. Even though yes, I know he's he's a, he's more of a bench player for Atlético than he is a starter. But when he gets his opportunities, he does his thing. And you know, and and that's coming from somebody who you know doesn't really follow. Who, I mean, I follow a tree and I follow a, a, a La Liga, La Liga, and all that stuff. So I know a lot about Hector Herrera. But like you know, for me to say that about a Mexican player is, is a lot. You know, so. He he is you know the 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 for sure solidified captain of of the L tree right now as as of this moment, you know if if the World Cup started today, I would I would not be surprised if he's one of the one one of the first or second you know captains of this of this of their national team, um you know so and like and just to piggyback off what you're saying, you know we're we're offering him a two year plus one year contract right two years guarantee and then plus one to correct and if you know if everything goes well that does not do anything to harm our future if anything it just enhances our present you know we've been we've been so much we've been down and out for so long in the ditch of mls and the basement of mls being last place second to last place all these last couple of years it's great to come out of that and to be formidable at the present you know Fan base has dealt with a lot with the quality of, of play on the pitch, right? And to bring a player of that caliber that can that can bring up the whole level of the team is great in itself. Now, what does that do with, with future players? Nothing, because if if it goes well, then he's here for three years or more, depending you know depending on how well he keeps going, or how well he's playing, or how motivated he keep he, he is. You know, it, it all depends on the player. I mean, it's, it, it, think back think back of the Demarcus Beasley signing. Beasley came in in his in his early thirties. I mean, with 32, 33, he ended up here being for he ended up he ended up here for seven years. Yeah, you know, that's that's something that I would have never expected when I when we first signed Beasley. I, I was thinking, oh, we're signing him, you know, name recognition. He's not going to be a a, a a national team player anymore. He just played his last World Cup, blah blah blah. But you know, the dude stayed. He played his he played his thing. He did his thing here, and you know, he ended up being a. a I wouldn't myself personally call him a legend of Dynamo, but a lot of people put him under that legendary status of Dynamo because I mean, you know, he did well here. He won, he won, he lifted a U.S. Open Cup. But here nor there, um, he did the thing, you know. So that's kind of what we're hoping with Hector Herrera as well. Yeah, I kind of feel like I think to see Sanford's point, we didn't deserve Bees. We almost kind of let Beasley down, right? Like, you know, yes. there's all this hype and all this opportunity, and then you know, just kind of wasted away his his you know last seven years of his career more or less in my opinion at u.s open cup i mean look even though a lot of people realize you know it's, it's a cup it's a cup trophy right 
but 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 it meant so much for the Dynamo fan base and for as a franchise because we had nothing going for us. We had nothing going for us, you know, and and the, and to have that little shiny moment and all and all and all that cloud of darkness was amazing. To have to have him be able to compete in Concacaf Champions League and, and score a banger of a goal in Guatemala, it just it was great to be able to do that for him, you know. You know, and, and 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 think about the team that was around him during that time period. Young players, Albert Oliz, Maro Manotas, you know, players like that. Romel Kioto. Romel Kioto. To see a player of that caliber who's done so much, be able to help him accomplish that, knowing that they're in a shitty situation, it was great. So let's hope that it's not the same thing for Hector Herrera. Let's hope he, we bring him into a situation where the team is actually winning. They're fighting for playoffs. And then, you know, obviously in the playoffs, anything can happen. I, you know, I think the one thing uh, to keep in mind, and it, it kind of feels a bit like this, just in a different position, but same type of player, and or not type, but same general perspective on the player is Carlos Vela. Uh, and the only reason I say that, yeah, Vela was a much bigger name. You know, Vela had a much bigger reputation, I think, coming into the league. Uh, the difference is, you know, you look at, uh, at Diego Rossi, who he was partnered with, right? Who is Hector Herrera going to be partnered with if he comes to the Dynamo? Dynamo. Sebastian Ferreira, right? And and you know, it will be those two players will be the the premier players, if you will. And Ferreira is that same age, you know, roughly that that Rossi was. And, and there's no reason to think that if he's getting the service he needs, look at how he played in preseason. If he's getting the service he needs, there is zero doubt in my mind that he can be a stellar player for the Dynamo, and he can be that true core player of the long term future. And you, and you and and I'm glad you brought that up because you know what that does for Sebastian? It takes all the eyes and all. It the takes all that off pressure him. off him, all of it, because he because he's not the marquee signing. He's not. I mean, yeah, he he is he is a marquee signing in his own. He's right. not he's the. Not, I like how you said it. He's not the okay, marquee he's signing, not, but he's not the marquee signing. You know, this this to go back to the comparison of the Vela and Rossi thing with when the LAFC first started. You know. Minimal of us knew who Diego Rossi was. I knew who he was because I because because. Penarol is the biggest club in Uruguay, and obviously I, I watched Libertadores, so I, I knew of him. I didn't know how he played. I didn't know how well he was going to adapt, but I knew of him, right? So, but that, but look at how much freedom that gave him when Carlos Vela came on. Well, Carlos Vela was the first signing of theirs, right? But, but all eyes were on Carlos Vela. Sure, right? sure. Nobody, nobody, nobody cared about this Rossi kid. Nobody cared about who what he was going to do. All he, all he knew was he was going to help out Vela up front and whatever. And look what he turned out to be. He is he, he turned out to be a beast, golden boot winner, you know, helped LAFC lift up the, their supporter shield. And, you know, and now he's out there in, in Fenerbahce doing well, not really doing his thing, but he's out there doing his thing. But he's getting, you know, calls, you know, from Italy. You know, there's rumors of him being sold for almost upward to 20 million dollars, you know, not too long ago, you know, and he might get sold to a, to a decent European club here pretty soon. But what I like about it, the comparison that you made was that it gives Sebastian the, 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 the the leeway of being able to do his thing and not have the pressure of the whole franchise on his back to to have to score to have to be the playmaker to have to do this and that and be perfect yeah yeah and it, it you know it, it, it's interesting too because i think it, it becomes a partnership right you know and i mentioned that you look at how vela and and rossi played <laughs> together you know it becomes a partnership it becomes as much a benefit for herrera having that player that he knows he can count on to, to, to get on the end of those passes. And, and if those two, you know, again, all of this barring, of course, 
he signs with us. Uh, but, you know, the opportunity for Hector Herrera to be serving passes into Sebastian Ferreira cannot go understated how incredible a moment uh, or, oper- you know, it just just situation that's going to be and circumstance that's going to be for for the Dynamo, for this city, for this club, uh, you know, and, and for the players themselves. Hey, uh, shout out real real quick. Shout out to uh, Luis Diaz, uh, Luis Suarez Dollar here. He said Nacional is the number one club in Uruguay. Look, he's a he's a Frisco fan. It's okay. He's always wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, but hey, to each their own. But you know, but uh, um, you know, Finn, but he he's over here talking about the other Southern signings. So let's 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 get away from Hector Herrera a little bit. You know, and let's talk about the other people who are. I mean, forty five minutes feels good for Hector for today. <laughs> it's always yeah, next we, week. We got we, we got plenty we got plenty of time to come back. But there are the thing about that's different than from other season, other seasons. There's other players that are being linked to the Dynamo, Sean, and obviously we know. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that louder for the people in the back that didn't hear you? The people that have been living under a rock for the last off season, because that's news. (laughs) There are other multiple players at one time being linked to the dynamo and they're, and and they're, they're high possibility players that might actually be wearing the orange here pretty soon. You know, if everything works out well, one of them obviously being a, the young Brazilian forward from Flamingo, and hopefully I'm not chopping up his name. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna ruin it, bro. You always do. Thiaguinho, <laughs> you know, a 20 year old winger, as striker from Flamingo. Well, he plays for the Flamingo U U23 uh, uh, squad, or whatever. So he hasn't played for Flamingo the the first team yet. But you know, uh, from what I've read about him and seen about him, a lot of a lot of promise, a lot of skill. A uh, player who was look to be the future for Flamingo, but obviously because of other signings that they had and other things that are going on, uh, they didn't make it to their first team. But I mean, if he uh, link, uh, rumors are he would come here on loan with an option to buy. So if he comes in here and tears it up, you know, I'm sure Dynamo are going to exercise that option to buy, you know, and, and, and think good things will come. I mean, and plus another young Brazilian on our, on our team to go along with uh, Seca and then obviously our Portuguese uh, speaking coach, a Brazilian-born coach, uh, Paulo Nagamura. Nagamura. So I mean, you know, it's 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 a uh, it's good. It's good for the Dynamo to be linked with players like that because obviously, even though all the focus is on the Hector Herrera, if he's going to sign or not, the fact that you know Pat and the and the and the and the, the scouting department out there are still out there looking for other players for. For other positions of, of need that we do need because we do still need wingers and we still need a little bit more of a, a more opponent attacking options for the for the dynamo um it's great it's great to see john any thoughts on the young brazilian kid yeah here's the thing I, I want to point something out that i don't think anybody has actually brought up yet so i may be the first and i'm going to champion this cause because it's important remember the stated goal for this season was to make the playoffs. That has been the stated goal by Pat, by Ted, by Paolo. If that is the stated goal, and in the summer window, they are bringing in on a free transfer Hector Herrera, they are signing guys like Tiaguinho, they are signing guys like Sebastian Ferreira, they are signing guys like Zeca. What does that say about the state of this team, how far back we were to where we are now? But on top of that, how much does that say about how much more they think this team can go after Hector Herrera was brought in. Sure, man. I mean, you know, and, and, and look, all these players, it, bring, it brings now visibility for the Dynamo when they, when they want to go in the future to go 
scout in South America, whether it be Brazil, whether it be in Paraguay, Argentina, et cetera, et cetera, you know? And, you know, and, and, I'm, and before I move on to the next guy that we're being linked to, I mean, you know, it's South America is basically our the, the, the feeding grounds for MLS because it's very rarely we're going to get a young European come over to play for MLS and then be able to buy him and sell him again, right? So we have to get him from either Central America, South America, you know, and and then funnel funnel their way to Europe, right? Um, so with that being said, you know, the other player that we've been linked to, a little bit of an older player, but, you know, some might call him the best footballer of his country. Uh, Pablo Guerrero, 38-year-old 38, 38 uh, striker from Peru, who, you know, for those who watched him play for the national team, a very feisty, very aggressive player, um, <laughs> you know, and that's 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 very taking it very lightly. But you know, he is he is a goal scorer. Um, he said Dynamo inside said those are fake. You know, that's um, but you know, if it, even if it's minimal, you know, it's some some something that you know still the Dynamo never were being linked with players like this. You know, never and you know I, I saw somebody put something fake about a. Um, uh, what's the guy's name? Kawasaki Honda. Uh, former, <laughs> former yeah, that, that was that was a complete that, joke. That, but that, yeah. was, that, was, that was a little funny, but you know, but like I said, but no, but you know, who would who would have done that prior? You know, you know, that's that's the kind of attention that the Dynamo are now receiving. You know, and are now getting. Um, I, I saw something earlier about Yimmy Chara and and Roger Martinez. You know, um, I'm not too sure about those or how or how. Nah. those are but but you know but if we're, if we're talking about players being linked i mean roger martinez is in my in my opinion because i watch club america he's eh, he's he's suitable but i mean i wouldn't pay him any really i mean i wouldn't pay him what he wants to be you know paid or what he thinks he deserves to be paid jimmy Chara, obviously portland timbers we know that what you know we know what he can do uh we know what he has done in portland and mls so he there wouldn't be no uh, adjustment period for him as far as playing in the league, but back to all these other players being linked to the Dynamo. Yeah, you know, Rudy makes a good point. What is great, no offense to anybody, but not being not actually being linked to just Honduran players currently. We have stepped up our game in the scouting department and have much deeper pockets. That, that's really the, the, the thing here. You know, all of this centers back and comes back to Ted Segal taking over as the managing uh, owner of the Dynamo, period. End of story. But uh, you know, my, my earlier point, and, and I don't want it to necessarily go un, underappreciated, is if the level that they feel is making playoffs is Hector Herrera and Sebastian Ferreira, what is that level that they think is making MLS Cup and vying for MLS Cup year after year? And the fact that they understand that we're not there yet and that just bringing in these players that they've already brought in or will be bringing in is is only going to be good enough to get us to playoffs then understanding that there's another level to go and understanding that ted is committed to getting to that level and understanding that ted is willing to put in the money to get to that level who's next we don't stop at hector herrera hector herrera is not the guy that you sign and then you're done he he may be carlos vela but remember LAFC had to bring in how many other players to partner with Carlos Vela and Diego Rossi. Maybe some of them weren't the same level of name, but they were still bringing in players of quality and talent from around U.S., around South America and Central America, across the board. The number one thing that LAFC did, and they did it very well, is they kept bringing in the key players to put around those big-name players of Carlos Vela and Diego Rossi. And that's why they did so well in those couple of seasons under Bob Bradley. 
they're not the same team anymore. If you ask me, it's a little different now. But I mean, still, it, it's incredible to think that we have another level to go after Hector Herrera. You know, that's not the end. That's just we're just getting started. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, I think it's one of those things. Like, what good does a house do? What good is a house if you don't have a solid foundation, right? Sure. And the, the thing about it is, you know, you might have the star player, but if you don't have any capable capable players of quality around them to help him do what he does best, and you know what? Well, then what good is it? then what good is it to have a star player? Which is, you know, obviously, you know, you go back and forth with because you know the Dynamo have been lower tier talent wise as far as you know players on the pitch you know uh because because obviously our results show that you know if some people might blame coaching some people might blame my my might blame the players you know whatever regardless of the fact the dynamo as a franchise have been lower tier the last five six years and um and with that being said now that we you know we're bringing in somebody who's who is supposed to bring up the level of the of the whole club you have to now surround that player with that player with capable players who are able to help him achieve what you're trying to achieve in the short run and in and in the long run. Um, let's not kid ourselves. Hector Herrera is, is a central midfielder. He's not a goal scorer like a Vela. He's 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 not a he's not a, a, a true nine like a Chicharito. He's not a he's not a, a go after the ball by any means and shoot from distance anywhere like a Slatan Ibrahimovic. He's not that he's not that type of player, but he is a big name player who's able to do certain things that we didn't have available to us from any other player that that, that is currently on the roster. But with that being said, you need to surround him with talented players who are able to when he when he's able to needle that pass into the into the box, somebody's gonna be able to score that ball from, from that assist, you know? So let's hope let's hope that that, that that you know after the Herrera thing is done, you know, that that's not it for us. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm fairly confident in saying that it's not, but, uh, you know, uh, things happen, <laughs> as it were. Uh, but I think to, to Finn's point, and I've said this before, I really want a destroyer at number, you know, at, as our D-mid. And, you know, obviously that's not a Hector Herrera. Uh, and, and I'm okay with that. You know, I we had a long conversation last week about that. And, you know, I, I really do want a destroyer in that position, and that's not Vera. So... You know, that's obviously a position that we can upgrade. And I know that Pat and, and Asher understand and they know that. Uh, and, and I think they're just trying to find the right player to fit into that position, the right player that's going to fit what they're trying to do uh, for that position that, that's available in the right way uh, and at the right price point that, that Ted is comfortable paying. And, and whoever that is, you know, hey, I'm, I'm willing to wait on it. Uh, you know, if, if it means we get Hector Herrera this year and then in the offseason, you know, at the end of this season, we get that player, then hey. I'm all about it because going into 2023, we are going to be absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, Georgie, I'm sorry, Sean. Don't want to get to the chat. Right no, you're quick. good. You're good. Uh, Georgie asked, "Do we have a franchise player? And if we do, is that is that Sebas? You know, you know. Obviously, currently, right now, I I wouldn't call Sebastian the franchise player, even though obviously we, we right at the moment he's our record signing. You know, but you know, like I said, we got to give the guy time. We got to give him, you know, let him do his thing. You know. Um, well, if he, if he starts off the gate blazing and starts scoring goals like a demon, like a beast, I mean, then, then great. Yeah. I mean, he can, he can claim that title as our, as our franchise player, but, but, you know, but at the moment, yeah, I don't think we have a franchise, so-called franchise player to where we have a face of a franchise. No, I don't think that's the case right now at the moment with the dynamo. Obviously if a, a if, if Herrera signs, then that automatically becomes him. But at this moment, currently, I don't think we do have a franchise player. 
Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement on that one. Uh, you know, uh, there's plenty of players on the roster, but I think right now, you know, none of them would be that player that I would say is the face of the organization, um, you know, and, and is going to be the face of the organization. And, and you know, Sebastian can become that, I think, given time, like, you know, you pointed out, especially with the right players around him in the right positions to support him in the proper ways. And, and Hector, Hector Herrero would certainly be, certainly be one of those players for the same reasons we were talking about earlier. I know we said we were getting away from Hector Herrera, but why does it always come back to Hector Herrera? Oh, I know why, I mean, right? Because he's such a big player. Yeah, let me take it away. Let me take it away from from Hector Herrera a little bit because uh, Everdeth said something here very interesting that I've been saying for a couple of years now that, you know, obviously, you know, it's great to uh, sign big name players and be linked to players like that to bring exposure to to, to the brand and to the club and things like that. Uh, lifting MLS Cup, you know, one day, hopefully lifting the U.S. Open Cup again or Supporter Shield. Yeah, that's all great. But the great thing about those things and and winning those competitions and being great in your domestic league is that it gives you the opportunity to compete in international competition, you know, CONCACAF Champions League, you know, and if you be, win that, maybe someday in the Club World Cup or, you know, League Cup or whatever other tournament they have lifted up. Because, I mean, there might be a possibility we get a couple of MLS teams playing in La and La Copa Libertadores someday soon if, if Combo and CONCACAF can get out of each other's asses and make an agreement on something, you know? Um, who knows? But with that being said, you know, I think that clubs... The, the, look, there's never going to be a... There, sh- there should never be a player that's bigger than the club. Ever. It doesn't that, that, mean, that means Messi can never be bigger than Barcelona. That means Cristiano Ronaldo can never be bigger than Real Madrid, etc., 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 whatever you think, right? That should, that should always be the case. So there should no, never be anybody that's bigger than the Dynamo as far as players go, you know. But with that being said, you know, the Dynamo need to be able to provide themselves exposure from what they provide on the pitch and what they do as a club on the field, not what they do as far as like signing players. Because Like I said, anybody can sign players, you know, Atlanta United came out of nowhere, had a big backer in Arthur Blank because he's a multi-billionaire. You know, and he went out and signed whoever anybody thought was was the right person to sign, and they were able to have instant success, winning everything in in, in their sight. You know, and that's why Atlanta United is one of those clubs that are the the franchise clubs of MLS, right? But let's let's keep it real. I mean, what has Atlanta United hasn't done anything since Tata Martino has left, right? And they're kind of back into the middle of the pack now. You can blame injuries. You can blame coaching decisions, whatever. But, you know, but if you don't, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing on the pitch and exposing yourself to these international competitions, then it doesn't really matter what you're doing, you know? You have to be great in your domestic league and you have to do well in these international competitions. And that's why the excitement, there was so much excitement when the Dynamo qualified for that CONCACAF Champions League not too long ago. There's, you know, I mean, dude, how many people were really thinking about ever traveling to Guatemala, you know? But because the Dynamo were there, that gave them an opportunity to go to Guatemala and go support them. That's that's what that's what you do when 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 you're involved in these international competitions. You go to places you never thought you would go to. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, missing out on CCL for so many years. I mean, we had the one year where we won Open Cup, and therefore we made it to CCL. But I think missing out on CCL for so many years, otherwise has really hurt this franchise. And it's a shame because CCL is such a prestigious 
um, you know, domestically such a prestigious uh, uh, tournament, uh, uh, league, tournament, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, there there were a handful of Dynamo fans that went to Guatemala uh, for uh, for the for the match against uh, whatever the name of that team was. I can't Guastatoya. Is that right? Guastatoya. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's I was right. Holy crap! Uh, <laughs> color into shock. Uh, you, you know, it, it's crazy though that that you know we've missed out on it for so long and you know players like like and i'm going to come back to this because it, it's it's the dominating topic right now and it, and it should be the dominating topic and it should remain the dominating topic for a, a good period of time uh but you know when you get a player like a hector herrera your your intention is that you're going to make something like a ccl um that you want to compete in a ccl uh, and, and there's going to be more opportunities to continue to upgrade in various positions for your starting lineup. Uh, and, and, you know, I've said it before, but you, we also have to remember, and this is very important, especially going into a new season, that you can't just rely on your starting 11. You have to have enough depth and enough uh, enough roster depth uh, at every position that if a player gets injured for any period of time or you have national team call-ups, which let's be honest is going to happen, uh, or you have a player that, that, you know, is just struggling with form. You need to have players that can step into those position, same positions, uh, and be able to step up and perform. It is a next man's up game in a, in a way, uh, next man up game in a way in that you can't afford if you're the bench player to sit there and not play well when given the opportunity An opportunity is going to come to you at some point and you must be ready to step into that position. And that is the mentality. And that is the identity that I hope that, that Paolo and Pat and Asher are instilling into these players, especially these younger players that are coming from the dynamo Academy. The players are going to be playing at Dynados. Uh, et cetera. They, I hope that they are instilling in their minds and instilling in their, in their, you know, their beings, if you will, that look, an opportunity is going to come. And if you want to be a player on this senior roster, when that opportunity comes, you must become the man. You cannot afford to let the opportunity slip away. Um, and and yeah. yes, it puts pressure on the player, but at the same time, it also tells the player that when they do get the opportunity, they must put forward their best opera, you know, the best view that they can give. And pressure makes diamonds. Like you say, you know, like the old saying goes, you know, and look, if you're a dino dose, you're a step, you're a step away from making the first team. That should even give you more high side to, to finally re- to be able to reach that goal and that, or that finish line per se and reach that goal, making the first team. And then knowing that once you made it to the first team, that now you have to fight to try to make it as a starter, or be at them, or be a part of that match day eighteen. So there's there's different goals in this and in, in this in this sport, not just you know, not just you know trying to sign a professional contract, which is, that, that should be a goal. But then after you sign that professional contract, what do you do with that? You know, do you, do you become starter? Do you become a reserve? Do you become you know X Y Z? You know what happens after that? Um, there's a lot of motivation you know there's a lot of opportunity here um that's that's one of the things about having a team with such lackluster talent over the last couple of years is that opportunity is waiting for those who are willing to grab it by the by the horns um you know look we've had to sign players that really you know cool we signed this player this this player but you know what did he really do nothing right 
you know, we think about our academy players. So, so you know, I, I know we, we've talked about it a little bit last off season, last season of the Generation Orange, you know, that why not focus more on playing some of the younger uh, up-and-coming academy players since realistically we're not going anywhere, you know. But, you know, Abke playing his regulars. But, I mean, why not give the level academy players a run at first team, you know, for the last couple of games? Get them some experience, some MLS experience. Um, but with that being said, now with this Dynadose uh, experiment that they that they got going on with MLS, you're you're literally a step away. And the fact that you're in the backyard of of the first team, and, and some of the games will be played at at, at PNC Stadium, um, that should give you a taste and should give you a whiff of wanting to actually be there all the time. For sure, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean. You know, you're practicing in the same facility that the senior team is practicing in. You're playing in, you know, basically in the same, you know, the same park, um, you know, that the senior team practices in. The coach is coming out to watch your practices, to watch the first, you know, the 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 first practice of your team in Dynados. You know, the first time you guys get together, head coach is out there watching. Uh, and probably giving some some thoughts and his own you know his own guidance to to some of the uh, some of the coaching staff Kenny Bundy as it is uh, for Dynados and, and and to me that just signals I think what the Dynamo want to become from a development standpoint you know they want that younger Dynados team to truly be Houston Dynapod Dose uh, they want that younger team to be the transition point they want that team to be the the pipeline you know that we've been talking about that pivot point that takes a player from uh you know the academy and, and semi pro and gives them an opportunity to show what they have at, at a at a slightly lower level but then also prepare them for the very realistic expectation that there's going to be a point that you're going to you know going to have to contribute at a higher level uh with the MLS team and and we've seen it with other uh, clubs in MLS and how successful that can be. You look at like a Philadelphia Union. Um, you know, you look at uh, New York Red Bulls. You look at NYCFC. Um, you, you know, every team across the board. Chicago Fire. I mean, they've got a goalkeeper that's considered one of the best goalkeepers to come out of the U.S. in in, in a very long time, even better than Zach Steffen. Um, and and, and wow. huh? That may be even better, even better than Tim Howard was. Better than yeah, even better than Tim Howard potentially, and. You know that's a lot to put on a young player, but if he's ready for it, why not? And and you know that's a player that that played with their you know played with their USL club for a couple of years in order their their linked USL club for a couple of years in order to get time. Uh, no, it's interesting thing. I'm sorry, Sean. You're good. Um, you know, um, think about all the players who are, who are always labeled the next Ronaldo, the next Messi, the next this. You know, even Messi himself was labeled. Hey, he's the next Maradona. You know, obviously when you get pressure like that because you get labeled next to a, a great whatever it, it puts pressure to that player like but that take that that showcases who is really ready for this and who really isn't you know a good thing that, that on the chat the night said was imagine the la teams without Chicharito, carlos velos or costa you know their levels drop massively yeah obviously and they don't have any competent replacements for them that which is true you know, so that's why these these Dynados players, whether it be Thor or 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 or, or whoever else, Marcelo Palomino, whoever, you or Endoye, you know, even though these players have a, a big player come into the team that they know that plays their same position, doesn't mean they shouldn't be playing their game and trying to and better themselves. Because the perfect example, not and it happened right here in Houston, was when they spend the cash to bring in Cubo Torres. 
you know? And we had a young Colombian striker behind him in Mauro Manotas. Mauro Manotas kept doing his thing. He kept, whenever the opportunity was given to him, he made the best of it. He made the best of it. And he, and, and eventually, you know, he outlasted Kubo uh, Torres. And he went on to do a lot more than what than what Kubo did for the Dynamo. I think he ended up being number two all-time goal scorer behind Brian Ching in Dynamo history. So, you know, don't don't give up just because you know just 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 because you might have the the biggest transferred uh player ever in the Dy- in dynamo's history in front of you doesn't mean that you know there's no spot for you absolutely like i said and with the, with the ambitions that this club w- wants to have there will be open cup games there will be ccl games there will be league games that you know remember we played three games in eight ga- in eight days a lot of times in this in this mls schedule you know this MLS schedule is going to be compact and tight because World Cup is right, right after it, like, like really right after the MLS season finishes. Um, so, I mean, there's going to be a lot of making sure these these games get played. You know, God forbid there's there's something that happens that that kind of pauses the games, another COVID outbreak or whatever. These games are going to have to be played. P- players need to be ready to take over when the star player is too fatigued to go or is resting up or has an injury. So that's just that you have to be ready to go. Yeah. And you do need to give rest. That was something tab did not seem to appreciate much of is giving players rest, especially your top players. You know, it is okay every once in a while to have them, you know, sit on the bench and, and let them take a, a much needed, you know, whether it's a mental break or a physical break, let them recover. You know, a MLS is a long season; it is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, and just because you get out of the blocks fast, doesn't mean you're going to end fast. Uh, and so you have to endure the entire MLS season. It's the same over in Europe; it's a long season if you're a European player uh, playing for a European team. Uh, and, and so it's going to really be important. Uh, you know, for those young players, for those players in the, you know, especially players like a Papa and Doye that that are, you know, basically were signed as un, unsigned free agents, if you will, uh, you know, weren't even a, he wasn't even a draft, he, uh, draftee, he was an undrafted free agent, you know, he was signed, uh, and in Paulo uh, Paulo Lima, uh, you know, a draftee that was signed to Dynados, and and of course Thor, you know, who's probably going to play time with Dynados. Uh, and Marcelo Palomino, who we have every reason to believe is going to be a big part of Dynados. Look, there, there's going to be plenty of talent down there uh, or over there. I should, it's not even down there anymore, but over there uh, at at Dynados. And it's up to those players to to show that they belong and show that they deserve that opportunity when it does come. Uh, and, and again, you're going to rest a player and that player, you might rest, a, a you know, maybe Hector Herrera signed and maybe come, you know, come August. God forbid he needs a short break, like a couple of days, uh, or he's out on national team duty. That seems very plausible in that time frame. He's out on national team duty. So you call up Marcelo Palomino. Marcelo comes in and he has a hat trick. Hey, who am I to stop Marcelo Palomino from starting the next match? I mean, dude, think about it. The biggest clubs in the world. Think, think, think of a club like Chelsea who have. Mason Lukaku. Mount, perfect Lukaku. example out of Chelsea. Mason Mount, uh, Mason Mount, Kai Harvitz, Pulisic. Sure, uh, sure. But but the reason I brought up Mason Mount was because they didn't sign Mason Mount. Mason Mount came up through their came up through their club. But 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 what I'm what I'm saying with that with that with that comparison is like the all these are all these players are just named off a world class players. Absolutely, they're all and they're all being rotated. Yep, rotated, rotated. Why? Because Chelsea plays Carabao Cup, 
FA Cup, Champions League, uh, 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 Club World Cup, Premier League. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever is on Chelsea's schedule, they have to make players available for for, for that competition or whatever. It's just we the. Dynamo, MLS, whoever, they have to have the same mentality. I mean, yep. teams can play that many games. I mean, dude, look, look, look at, look at, look at NYCFC. They play these games. Now, right now, they're in CCL. You know, they're about to start Open, open Cup play here in a, in, a, in a couple months. I think Open Cup play starts in May or June, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. You know, and then, and then, you know, depending on where they're slotted at or whatever, they might even make it to the League Cup competition that they were talking about earlier. And then, and then on top of that, they're gonna have the campeón de campeones uh, match against, I, I believe, who was the last champion? Was it Alas um, Liga MX champion or whatever? So they have commitments already now for future matches and future competitions that they have to have the, the quality of players available, and not just quality of players, uh, a good high level quality of players to be able to go out there and try to compete for these championships. Yeah, uh, you know, that's exactly it. Uh, it's a number of competitions. It's not, you don't just have your league to worry about. You got your league and you have your, you know, various other domestic competitions. And, and of course, European teams have European competitions if they do well enough. And, you know, all of that adds up to the wear and tear on every player. Uh, and it's important as a as a manager or coach, whichever whichever you want to call it, that, that your players get rotational time, that they get time to recover, properly recover. Uh, you know, three matches in eight days, you know, that that wears on the body more uh, if, the you know, if you're playing the full 90 across all three of those matches than if you were to play, you know, five matches across, you know, 35 to 40 days. Um, and after all that Houston humidity, whoo, shut it down. <laughs> Forget, hold it down, shut yeah. it down. Exactly. I mean, look, I mean, I'm all for Sebastian Ferreira playing as many games and as many minutes as possible, especially if he's scoring goals at crazy at crazy rates. But look, man, he's human. You know, this is this is going to be the first time realistically that he's going to play in this type of level of of weather when it gets mid July, August, you know, during those dog days of summer, as we call it over here. And it's going to take a toll on him because, I mean, it's he's never experienced that, you know, in his his playing career. I mean, I know he played for and Morelia for a little bit, but but this Houston Heat, man, it's it's, it's something totally different for on on this side of the world as opposed to you know anything else on this side of the world, you know. And 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 it, it might take a little bit of a toll on him. Hopefully, it doesn't. You know, he's able to adapt to it quickly. But I mean, if it does, you know, at least have somebody ready and reserved to kind of maybe he he only plays seventy minutes and you give somebody twenty minutes, you know, to to go out there, you know, instead of him playing the full 90 like he usually does. Yeah, and I, I think it's also going to be imperative, too, that, that the style that Paolo wants to implore is not a press for 90 minutes. Uh, it is, you know, what I asked for last year, it is exactly that in terms of it is a press, but it's a it's intelligent press. It's a press when it makes sense to press, and then some other times maybe you back off a little bit and, and you give space so that you can recover. You can take that little bit of an extra breath to give yourself a moment to kind of catch back up. Uh, and, and, you know, you see it in the rotation of the, uh, of the defensive midfielders in particular, or the center midfielders, whatever you want to call them, uh, and, and kind of how they rotate up and they rotate around. Uh, to give each other a chance to push up and a chance to stay back and cover back, um, and, and even when the especially when the center backs press up into the attack, I mean, you know, and we've seen that happen. 
uh, with uh, Ethan Bartlow in preseason, how often was he pressing up into the attack and making passes that we were all just like, wait, whoa, where'd this come from? <laughs> uh, you, you know, and, and so uh, I already have a topic. Don't worry. We good. Uh, <laughs> Sean Dyche to Houston. No, nah, it's not happening. Shut up. Uh, and I don't want it to happen. That that would hurt me so bad. Um, you know, I, um, sorry, lost train of thought, but, but it's important that, that Paolo wants to play that style. And the reason that's important and the reason that's, it's kind of like key to the success of the club is we're in Houston. And to your point, the heat and humidity, you can't press a full 90 and expect your players in the 80, you know, 75th to the 80th minute to not be exhausted. Look, you know, Southampton in the Premier League, I actually saw they brought it up during, I don't know, it must have been a video that I watched or something, but uh, they they broke down one of the primary reasons that Southampton have been able to have a late, uh, you know, late attacks that kind of come on in the 75th to the the 90th minute. Uh, And and a lot of that happens to just simply be because around the the 70th minute or, you know, between the 60th and 70th minute, they have a player or two that go down on the pitch uh, and they take a a long breather. And what's happening is there's a stoppage of play. They don't stop the clock, but there's a stoppage of play. And during that stoppage of play, the players are going over and they're getting these little energy things to chew on little energy drink things to chew on and uh and they're designed to give you electrolytes but on top of the electrolytes they're also designed to give you extra energy and it takes roughly 10 minutes for these things to kick in so if you do it in the, between the 60 and the 70th minute let's say the 65th if it takes 10 minutes to kick in and you get 10 to 15 minutes of energy out of it then from the 75th to the 90th minute give or take 70th to the 85th minute your team is going to have way more energy than the other team and other teams are not doing this. And and I'm sitting here going, hey, Pat, I hope you're paying attention and, and Asher and Paolo, because, man, could you imagine if the Dynamo between, you know, did that same tactic and they got that little burst of energy between the 70th and, and you know, 85th minutes of matches here in the Houston Heat? That other team would be dead. Sean, do you remember? I, I don't know. I don't know if you were there at this game, but I, I remember this game clearly last season where. We were we were beating Portland 2-0 oh, right off the bat. It, it, was, it, it was such an amazing game. Like we were, they were dominating oh. the ball so so well for the first 60, 70 minutes, and and Portland looked like they, they just looked like they didn't want to be out there, right? But then all of a sudden, the last 25, 30 minutes of the match looked like they 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 they, they, they did a reverse psychology on us, and they let us play play ourselves down all the way to we couldn't go anymore, and then obviously with tabs. Um, way of subbing people off until the 88th minute, you know, that was that, that didn't help either. But they came back and they tied the game and they actually left with a tie and they almost won the game. They were really which close. Was shame, which was a shame. They used our advantage against us, man, which should never happen. Um, you know, uh, see Sanford said also no subs were made. Uh, I don't know if he's referring to that match that I'm talking to right uh, right now, but uh, but um, yeah, man, it's 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 horrible. You know this 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 weather, this situation, this advantage that we have. We need to be. We need to control that narrative, um, and we need to make sure that those teams hate coming playing here. So uh, we got we got you know thirteen minutes left, and and this was asked for earlier, and and a few people in chat gave their opinions, and I think it's time, Mark. It's time to bring it back. It's time to give our predictions for this week's match. This week's match. Who's who's going to be at the match, man? First and foremost, before we get to all that, I mean, we got, you know, we got, you know who's going to be at the match? Sean, are you going to be at the match? 
I'm planning to be at the match. If things don't <laughs> happen to get in my way, I will be at the match. It, it's, it's funny because it's, it seems like, you know, when I go to the match, Sean's not there. When Are you not going to be there? Because that would actually be really funny if I showed up and you weren't there. No, I'm no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. Oh uh, well, then I'm I can't be there. there. Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, I'm gonna be there uh, for the for those also wondering. Yes, the wife will be back again. She she enjoyed the first. Hey, enjoyed the, that's what I'm talking about. She, she enjoyed the time last I, time with all you guys. I gotta so, come know. out now because I gotta go and thank your hey, wife you know, for yeah, giving she, giving you up hey, for an hour and a half every week now. Yeah, uh, yeah. She even asked me about you. She's like, "Hey, what happened to Sean, the guy who does the show?" With him? Like, <laughs> she thinks I'm just a fake guy, huh? That's no, even no, better. No, no, no. That's even more amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, "Oh, if if, I, if he knows I'm coming, he doesn't come, and then if I know he's coming, I don't go." So. <laughs> That's funny, but uh. No man, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be there at the Dynamo game. On, it sucks that it's on on Sunday, but you know, it's okay. Sunday. Uh, hopefully, a lot of you guys took advantage of the free game, you know, for for buying a Dynamo ticket to the old home opener or whatever. So, uh, I guess it was the buy one get one free game or whatever for those who are not season ticket holders on this chat. That would include myself, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I mean. Um, Predictions, predictions, predictions. RSL, RSL. That's a, that's a tough. Not, I, I, that's I, I, a tough draw for the first match of the, of the season. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you, Sean. I, I haven't really dove into analyzing what RSL is doing right now. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really looked at their their squad or the depth chart or anything like that. So you know, usually no more I, Rusnak. I, I, that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, their their goalkeeper you know their goalkeeper hates uh, Thor with a passion. Yeah. There's always that. Yeah, Ospina, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Ospina, yeah. Um, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this positive vibes, man. I'm, I'm why not? Shit, I'm gonna go three one Dynamo. Uh, a brace for Sebastian Ferrer. He's gonna hit the ground running. Three one with the brace for Sebastian. Wow, that's 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 pretty crazy. Uh, I'm gonna go. Man, I, you know, I, I'm hmm, I've been debating this the whole time too because I saw it coming earlier, and I'm like, I better get a prediction ready. I still don't have one. I, yeah. oh man. See, well, before, I'll give you a little bit more more moments to think of your prediction. But Georgie says one. Uh, Georgie says one zero Dynamo. See, I see that. I hate that one zero scoreline for for one or two reasons, right? Not not just because it's a boring scoreline. That means only one goal got scored in the whole game, right? I want to see what this team has really been working on, you know, as far as preseason. I mean, obviously, we've seen the preseason matches, the streams, and we were there for the Austin game and at PNC and things like that. But I want to see what they've really been working on at full throttle. You know, obviously, I know that I'm not expecting them to be 100% in shape yet. Obviously, it's still, it'll be very early in the MLS season. But I want to see what they've been working on, the 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 the, the counterattacking, the, the build-up play. You know the the transitioning from defense to offense and offense to defense. I, I I'm very interested in, in seeing all that. I'm a I'm a very tactical observer of the game. You know I like to see the formations. I like to see. So the, so it's more where, important that a girl has personality than looks for you, right? Because that's basically what you just said. No 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 no. no, no <laughs> when it comes no, when I mean, it comes to when it comes to the dynamo, that was just a joke. No, no, I, I mean this, the style of play is, is obviously a lot important to me too. I mean look look I'm a Barca fan, so I mean I, for when you're talking Barca. Your style of play is everything, you know. Um, Barcelona way is winning beautifully, you know, basically. we rather lose than to win ugly, unfortunately. But, you know, 
Um, but with that being said, you know, one zero, I just feel like that's just real boring. Like, you know, I want I want to see I want to see I want to see excitement. I want to see the Dynamo just go out there and just go out with a bang. Because because like I said, look, I, I I'm thinking you know it's opening day match. I'm expecting that the Dynamo are expecting. I don't know if they'll get sold out, but I'm expecting them to have at least maybe eighteen to twenty thousand people there. You seen you that? Know. You seen that weather report? I don't know. I will see. You know, hey, we we did really well when it was rainy a little bit. Well, yeah, we played over. well. We didn't do well in the in the stands. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's you know, but it is what it is. Um, but if but if it is, but if the weather does manage to be in our favor and it doesn't ruin too much, I mean, I do expect it to be a little bit, you know. A full, you know, and and things like that. So, why not? Why not go out there and sh- and show out? Oh man, you you set me up even worse because what I'm gonna say it's not a good scoreline. It's not gonna, you're gonna be. Go, you, hey, you don't just don't say zero zero. No, no, it's not gonna be a draw. There's no doubt about that. I'm going. Hey, congratulations, congratulations, Finn, because he says my girl has both. Hey, man, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, oh, don't hate me, chat. Three two RSL. Oh, don't hate me, chat. Oh, Ooh, don't hate me. Debbie Downer over there. Don't hate I me. I, I just I, I feel like I feel like there's been so many changes and there hasn't been enough time to. Yeah, we've seen the capability that the players have and that sort of thing. I just don't think there's been enough time to really institute completely what Paolo's trying to do to completely really get you know the new players, especially if Seca is going to play his first match and debut. He hasn't played it really at all. Uh, yeah, and and if Griffin Dorsey's back there at right back, I'm not feeling it. You know, for for this team, they've got a really good left winger uh, and a, and a great left back. Uh, that can push up and, 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 you know, we've, we saw that, uh, and how that, you know, how well that worked against FCD, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a tough go of it for Griffin. Uh, and he's kind of key for us to get that side going. If he, if he's not able to push up into the attack, it's, it's going to be a struggle. I, I understand what you're saying, you know, I, you know, and obviously I think we're going to play, we're going to be playing good cop, bad cop here, but, um, you know, it wasn't intentional. I'm being honest. Like that's kind of what I feel oh, going into this match. Yeah, of, of course. You know, it's a it's a brand new system, brand new coach, brand new everything, right? Um, you know, obviously, but I I think just the just the just the sheer hype of new season and then obviously being at home, I think should should motivate the players enough, especially because majority of the players did play together last season. You know, aside from obviously uh, Sebastian and and um, and. Uh, like I said, I don't think Seca's gonna be on the on on the on the on the on the team for up to start off the season. So, but yeah, I think for the most part, I think you know everybody should have a little bit of familiarity with with each other and should have enough, you know, maybe maybe not to hundred percent do everything that Paulo asked them or play the way that he wants them to. But I think you know obviously because they're familiarity with each other from you know last season and prior. Should give him enough enough of an advantage to pull out the win at, at home. All right, now the most important question of the night: What is your bold prediction for the match? Because we haven't asked that yet. The bold prediction of the match. I mean, uh, I mean, well, this really depends. So, if if you know our our great if our great right back from last season, Zarek. 
place. I think the one goal that I, that I predict that RSL will get will, will get will be a known goal. Zarek. Hopefully not. Hopefully mm, not. That's 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 a rough one right there. That's see, that's actually way worse than I was pre- gonna predict. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to predict two bold predictions. Number one, uh, Sebas is going to get his, his first goal of the season. I mean, that's only bold because it's his debut MLS, actual MLS match. Uh, so he's going to get his first goal of the season. Uh, and then my, my Ooh, second bold one. prediction. I saw that one. I saw it. Uh, second, second bold prediction uh, is, that, uh, is that uh, Seren gets a goal as well. Ooh. Hey, you know what, sir? Saran's been pretty good for opening nights, opening day goals. I think he scored two in his in his Dynamo career. Yep, it's about to be three. I'm just saying. Look, I, I do my I, research. I, I, I like I, I like that possibility. I like that positivity. Positivity um, took it to a three-two Dynamo loss, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm positive that it can happen. I'm yeah. just not positive we're gonna win it. Oh, that means hey, that well, I mean, that means Steve Clark has his hands full, so he better he better show up because you know a lot of people. There's a lot of fans on here, Ben Georgie, who Marco Marriage was the next coming of uh, <laughs> of uh, David De Gea or John Oblak, and unfortunately he was shipped out of here. So, you know, don't give those guys. Don't the, give there those guys. Let's just say there weren't a lot of tears shed for uh, Marco Marriage le- leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, let's hope that those guys have a good match. You know, obviously the new guys as Steve Clark, you know, Sebastian Federer, um, Daniel Stairs, if, if he ends up playing, coming in for one of the guys in the back. Um, yeah, man, I'm hoping for positive vibes. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody out there at pitch 25 and wherever you decide to uh, pregame. Also, remember, man, Diesel Bobblehead giveaway. The first, I think, what five thousand fans or something like that. So yeah, um, something for fans to look over to be to be there early for. Uh, if you're not going to be pre gaming with one of the supporter groups, uh, so I mean that's the, I mean it's, it's, look, opening day is always exciting. It's always new hope, whether it's soccer, baseball, football, basketball, whatever. Opening day is always exciting, and it's going to be great to see everybody out there rocking their new Dynamo kits, um, supporter kits, or you know just Dynamo. A dynamo merch in general for sure and uh you know huge shout out to the surge uh make sure you guys if you do happen to go out to the match first of all yes but if you do come out to the match and you can get there early hit as uh, mark mentioned hit up pitch 25 uh the surge will be pre-gaming out there at pitch 25 uh and brewskis out there uh yeah fr- i heard somebody's gonna be paying up in free buckets somebody's been been banking them suckers for a while <laughs> i don't know who it is uh but no yeah definitely come on out uh, if you got friends bring your friends if you got family bring your family uh yeah the weather may be hit or miss but uh trust me it is a it is a good time to be had without a doubt uh, plenty of fun and, and plenty of stuff to to have going on. So uh, if you're curious and, and interested in the surge for whatever reason, uh, HTTPS colon slash slash we are the surge.com. That's right. We are the surge.com uh, or hit us up on Twitter or hit them up on Twitter. Sorry. Hit them up on Twitter at surge supporters group. I think something like that. I don't know. We'll tweet it out later. Uh, but uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. It's out here. What? What'd you say? Hold up. What'd you say? I said one of the surge guys should be on here. promoting. I mean, George is right there. He needs to be promoting it. Uh, yeah. Mr. PR yeah. himself. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. no, Noelia. What's up, Noelia? We got to say hi. We didn't say hi uh, earlier. Hi, Noelia. Noelia. Um, uh, shout out Texanian Army there in the chat. You know, I guess. Yep, Texian Army and uh, El Batallon for sure. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, all the independent supporters that are out there. 
Got to give a shout out. Oh uh, yeah, Ben Dara Negra. Can't forget about them. Uh, but guys, uh, again, thanks for joining us. It is 9 p.m. We are going to go and call it a night. Uh, but thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. You guys have been awesome uh, in chat, and uh, we love having as many of you as we've had the last two weeks in chat. It's been amazing. Uh, we appreciate that level of engagement. Uh, we'll be back again on Wednesday at uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Time until 9 p.m. Central Time. And, uh, of course, look out on anchor.fm. You can see the link up there at the top left. Uh, anchor.fm slash Jen Orange. It'll be up tomorrow uh, morning. Uh, and, uh, yeah, appreciate you joining us, guys. Hold it down. Two H's. listening to the show and if you made it this far you are awesome just a quick reminder that we run live on twitch on wednesdays from 7 30 to 9 p.m central you can follow our twitch channel at twitch.tv slash generation orange also if you go ahead and follow our twitter we tweet out when we're going live and we also try to engage with those who tweet at us throughout the week our twitter handle is at gen orange radio Thanks again for listening to the show. We'll be back next week for another episode of Generation Orange. Until then, hold it down, H-Town.